praise and honor. Lord, my soul magnifies you, Jesus, and I lift you up. Praise God, praise God. John chapter 1. Now, as an act of faith, I'm going to ask you to do something a little bit different. I wonder, first of all, I wonder if there's anybody here that has, has any faith today that God can do something for you. Amen. Now, as an act of faith, and I'm going to be talking about the breakthrough today. As an act of faith, if you need a breakthrough, I want you to move up one row. Only if you need a breakthrough. Only if you need a breakthrough. If you need a breakthrough, just as an act of faith, I know Brother Vernon can't move up any further. So maybe he, if he needs a breakthrough, he could shift over a chair or something. But if you need a breakthrough, just one row. Don't worry, it's not going to mess you up that bad. All right? I know you rent that seat every Sunday morning. So don't be offended that somebody else is renting your seat for this morning's message. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I believe, absolutely believe, that God has something special for each and every one of us. John chapter 1, starting in verse 43. This is a message the Lord gave me a few weeks ago and has released me this morning to go ahead and preach it. So John chapter 1, starting in verse 43. Welcome again. If you're a guest here today, we're certainly glad you're here. Starting at verse 43, it says, The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Verse 44, Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip findeth Nathanael, and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Lord Jesus, our God, our Father, our King, our strength, our Redeemer, we're asking this morning that you would touch our hearts today. Let us hear what you want us to hear this message is going to be different for each and every person that will hear it and those that will hear it online or via CD or any other method. We're asking God that you would touch their hearts so that they would receive whatever it is that they need to have this morning. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Now, although Nathaniel was one of the lesser known men in the Bible, if we take the time to get to know a little bit more about him, we get, in a sense, a revelation or a greater understanding. Jesus said about Nathanael in verse 47, John 1 verse 47, Jesus saw Nathanael coming unto him and said of him, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom 
is no guile. The New International Version says it like this, in whom there is nothing false. The message transliteration says that there is there, uh, there's a real Israelite, not a false bone in his body. Then God's word, that, that translation says, here is a true Israelite in whom there is no sin. Then the New Living Translation says, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. So Jesus said that Nathaniel had no guile. He was saying that there was no craftiness in him. There was no deceit. There was no deceivableness. Translated into English, that there means that this means that there was no decoy, no trickery, and no craftiness. That is high praise coming from Jesus about Nathaniel. Based on what we can assume, Nathaniel probably grew up in church, grew up attending tabernacle, or at the very least attended most of his life. He attended, and kind of bear with me this morning, he attended Sunday school class. He attended summer camp meetings. He attended the youth services. He was there for the revivals. Sunday morning when the door was open, he was there. Sunday night, he was there. Wednesday night for Bible study, he was there. He probably grew up sleeping under the pew at church like some of you did. His parents probably dedicated to him to the Lord when maybe he was just a few weeks old. He didn't smoke, hear me today. He didn't smoke, he didn't drink. He didn't do the things of the world. He didn't lie, he didn't cheat. He probably, in fact, won camper of the year when he went to youth camp. He memorized Bible verses. He was probably even on the Bible quiz team. You begin to get a picture of this man. And as an adult, the Lord is showing us something about him. He was an honest man. He was a faithful man, and he was faithful to the house of God. It's likely, and I hope you're still bearing with me, it's likely that he prayed every day. And that he read his Bible every day. He had personal devotion time. He was honest in his business dealings. And he had a reputation that he had integrity. But there's a point that we need to consider and consider well this morning. In all that he did and in all that he was. In all the praise that could be heaped upon him, in all the recognition of the good man he was, there was still something missing. 
In John chapter 1, 45, it says, And Philip findeth Nathanael, and said unto him, We have found him of whom that Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael's response in the next verse was this, And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, come and see. I want to kind of drive this point home for a little bit. He loved God. Did you hear that? He knew the Word of God. He knew the prophecies regarding Christ. He knew the Word of God in and out. But still, he had some doubts and he still needed some proof. We have found the Messiah. And his response is, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? I expect that the Lord would come from here. Or I expect that the Lord would come from there. Or maybe he would even come from over there. But to come from Nazareth? That's like saying Jesus is coming from New Britain. I love New Britain. New Britain's awesome. Can I get a witness from somebody? New Britain's awesome. But at least we would think Jesus is coming from Farmington. Or Avon. I'm sorry, Avon. All right. You kind of, Simsbury, you kind of, you kind of get the mindset. A little bit more well-to-do city. Where there's not as much trouble and not as many situations and things going on. Nathaniel, like all the Jewish nation, was looking for the Messiah. And when he was asked to meet him, Nathaniel said, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? He, like every one of us, has preconceived ideas. I don't want you to let that slip by you. Every single one of us has preconceived ideas about where God will come from and how he will move and what he will do. And when God chooses to step step outside of our rules and regulations, when God tries to step out, when God, in fact, he doesn't have to try. If God's going to step out of our rules and regulations, we can't stop him. We can't do anything about it anyhow. If God wants to do something different than the way you anticipate it should be done or you think it should be done, hear me this morning, then God's going to do it. He doesn't need your permission. He doesn't need you to say, it's okay for you, Lord, to do this. It's okay for you to do it that way. He doesn't need your permission. If he's going to do it, he's going to do it with or without you. So when he asked, when he was asked to go to Jesus, he said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? He had his preconceived ideas and his concoction of where and how God would come. But maybe it was even deeper than that. This is what I want to talk about today. I'm sure he was honestly a good man. Otherwise, Jesus would not have said he was a good man. Y'all got that? But maybe Nathaniel, in all his goodness, still had doubts. 
All right, now I just lost somebody. You see, to Jesus, he can still say you're good, still knowing your struggles and your battles. Because he's looking beyond where you are right now to where he knows you're going to be. See, he's looking through your breakthrough. You're bumping up against your breakthrough. Jesus is looking past your breakthrough. My, 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 I'm feeling the Holy Ghost up here. So no doubts. And hear this. So, so maybe in all his goodness, he had doubts, but I want you to hear this. Not doubts that kept him from serving God. You all get this. Not doubts that kept him from serving God because he was a good man. He just had doubts. He had issues. He had situations he had to work through. But it was those doubts that kept him from reaching his potential. And that's my fear today is that there are people in the house of God that have doubts that are keeping them from reaching their potential in God. They have no intent to walk away from God. They're not going to stop serving him. They're not going to stop walking with him. But they're not plugged into the electrical source of the power that God has for them because there's something between them. There's something that's holding them back. And so I hope you got that. He was, if I can say it like this, he was going through the motions. None of us are doing that. He was going through the motions. He was coming to church Sunday morning. He was clapping his hands. He was coming to church Sunday morning, and he was shaking people's hands and looking at them saying, praise the Lord, my sister. God is so good. God is awesome. You know, he, he, was, he, was, he came through the front doors, and he shook the hands of the ushers, and he high-fived the young man on the front row, and he was like, man, life is good. God is good. He was going through the motions. In other words, he had the showdown. He had the show. Oh, come on. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, amen. We put that smile on our face Sunday morning, uh, even though we've been going hell through hell for the last three days. Excuse me for using that vernacular, but I want to tell you something. We paint on our, our smile, and we come to church, and we high-five people, and we shake people's hands, and we're going through the motions, but something inside of us is saying, I need a breakthrough. I need to get a hold of God. I need a miracle. I need a healing. I need a deliverance. I need to be set free. Now, maybe you're all more spiritual than me. i got to tell you, i got to be honest with you, there's some times when I'm just playing the game. That's right. I, if it, I, maybe I'm just preaching to me this morning. I, I, listen, I've been in this too long to ever walk away from him. That is not on the table. I hope somebody's here going to agree with it's not that that argument's not there. It's not a it's not an option. It's not going to happen.
But as I come to the house of God, sometimes I got my wrists that are shackled and my mouth that is shackled and my feet that are shackled. And it's keeping me from my potential. It's keeping me from my breakthrough. And I'm doing all the right stuff. I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to seek God. I'm trying to love him. And even Jesus would say of me, he's a good man or he's a good woman. But behind that good man or that good woman, there needs to be a breakthrough. There's something that says, I've got to have more. Inside, Nathaniel needed something more in his heart. He knew he had to have a breakthrough. I'm sure there's some young people that are here listening to me, and your parents brought you up in church. You've been in church all your life. In fact, you don't even know anything other than church. That's all you know. You don't know what it's like to sit down in a bar stool at a bar and drink some Jack Daniels. It's never gone through your lips. You've never put a cigarette to your mouth. It's never happened. Now, most of us have come into the church since. In other words, we all have a past. But even you that were born in the church and chewed on apostolic pews... When you were teething, you still have issues. Oh, you're baptized in Jesus' name. You're filled with the Holy Ghost. You walk with God. You're living a holy life. Uh, but something is not working right yet. Uh, it's almost like there's a monkey wrench in the gears. Uh, it wants to go, but it's not going. Uh, the engine is revving up. Uh, the engine is started, and it's, it wants to move. The electrical power is there. The energy is there, but it's not quite going in gear. Jesus, help us. Oh, Lord, help us this morning. Let me say it like this. You're a good person. You're not perfect. You are serving God. But are you relaxing right now? You are Nathaniel. Or maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't grow up in the church and maybe you've been in it for a long time now, maybe you haven't. Yes, you do lo love God, but as I said before, there's no thoughts of leaving him. But you have this nagging battle within you. You have doubts. You struggle with God. Not fulfilling all that you believe he should in your life. You're not quite getting all you think he should do in your walk with God. In other words, whether you're in the first picture or the second picture, whether you grew up in the church or you're new in the church, I'm here to tell you today we all need a breakthrough. So you're needing a breakthrough. And then something miraculous happens. And I want to show this to you. Jesus looks at you and says, Going back to verse 47, 
Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said to him, Behold an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? In other words, where did you, where, I, I don't think I've ever met you yet, Jesus. He was in, at the last Jesus crusade. He wasn't there when Jesus showed up a few days ago. And Nathaniel, Brother Shaw, comes to the Lord, and the Lord says, here's a guy in whom is no guile. And Nathaniel says to him, where have I met you? Where have I seen you? You have to understand that he is on the perch. He is on the precipice. He is on the edge of the cliff of the breakthrough that he has been praying for for years. Still doing everything right, but he's standing on the edge of his breakthrough. That's when Jesus shows up and says, you're a man in whom there's no deception, there's no guile, and where have I met you? And this is where we look at Jesus' response, and you've got to pay close attention to this. If you've never seen this before, you ought to see it. Jesus said unto him, before that Philip called thee, when thou was under, when you were under the fig tree, you need to get this. This is a revelation if you will get it. Everybody say, God, give me a revelation. And I need, you need to see this. You need to grab a hold of this. Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Some people might think that doesn't really add up to anything. But to Nathaniel, it was enough for him to say this in verse 49. Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Maybe it hasn't added up to you yet, but I want you to think about this. All he was is he was under a fig tree. He was in a place. And Jesus said, when you were in that place, I saw you. Nathaniel knew nobody else was there. Maybe this was his altar. Maybe this was his place of communicating with God. Or maybe, Brother Shaw, this is the place that Nathaniel got down on his face before God and said, I am tired of playing the game. I'm tired of going to church every Sunday and the same old, same old, same old, same old. I want more. And when Brother Brown, when Jesus said to him, I saw you under the fig tree, that's when Nathaniel his response is so powerful. Rabbi, you are the Son of God. How can you relate him being the Son of God to him seeing you in a, under a fig tree? I, I hope this is not going by you. We would think Jesus would have to, treat, to uh, preach some great doctrinal sermon. Or Jesus would, would, Jesus would have to raise the dead or open blinded eyes. 
That's what some people might need to, to get their breakthrough, to see something like that. But to Nathaniel, for him to get his breakthrough, all he had to know is there is a man standing right here that saw me when I was under that fig tree, when I was talking to God, when I was struggling, when I was beating myself up, uh, when I was trying to push myself through. He saw me there. I knew, I know he was not there. I know he did not see me. And so to Nathaniel, that added up to, it added up to you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And I'm here to let you know there's somebody here today that there's something between you and God that you've been talking to him. You haven't talked to your best friend about it. You haven't talked to your husband or your wife. You haven't talked to a girlfriend or a boyfriend. You haven't talked to a sibling. You've talked to no one about it whatsoever. And I'm here to let you know that whatever that secret is, whatever that issue is, whatever that situation is that you have between you and God, you don't need to tell somebody else, but you can tell him and he will deal with it it was all Nathaniel needed the answer to all his questions the answer to all his prayers only God knew about Nathaniel's meeting place it was there that he poured out his prayers it was there that he talked to God only Nathaniel knew about his place at the end of the field where the fig tree grew. In fact, I, I venture to say that there was times that Nathaniel waited by the side of the dusty road until the people that were walking by left because he didn't want anybody else stealing his prayer place. So he waited as people would walk by down the dusty road and, and he would walk in through the field to that place, that place that every one of us has to have. If you want to break through, you have to have a, oh my Jesus. If you want to have a breakthrough, you've got to have a place where it's between you and God and you talk to him. Now, I'm glad for your car, and if that's your place, that's fine. But you hear me today. You need to get to the place where you can shut off the cell phone, shut off the tablet, and shut the kids up and say, I've got to talk to God. This was the breakthrough he needed. What is a breakthrough? The first definition of a breakthrough in warfare is in an offensive military assault. It is that assault that penetrates and carries beyond the defensive line. The second definition is an act or instance of moving through or beyond obstacles. And then the third definition is it is a sudden advance. Oh, the Lord is here. Let's all stand for just a moment and talk to him. In the name of Jesus, God, you're going to give people their breakthrough this morning. Come on, somebody. Talk to God. Talk to God. Like Nathaniel realized at that revelation at that moment, at that understanding, Jesus, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. If you need a breakthrough this morning, come on, somebody. Just talk to the Lord about it right now and say, Jesus, you know what I need. I need a breakthrough. Oh, hallelujah.
Go ahead, go ahead, talk to the Lord. Don't worry, I'm not done yet. But talk to the Lord for just a minute. Tell Him what you need right now. Tell Him what nobody else knows. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm ready to keep going, but the Lord doesn't want me to go any further yet. Somebody needs to touch the hem of his garment right now. Somebody needs to touch his throne right now. Oh, I challenge you to challenge God. Hear me, hear me, hear me. I challenge you to challenge God. I challenge you to challenge God. Don't make it small, make it big. I don't want you to pray that your car's going to start when you leave church. If it doesn't start, don't worry about it. We got a battery pack. We can start your car up. I'm not talking about some lame prayer. I'm talking about challenging the very throne of God. I'm talking about pushing past the limits that you have placed on yourself and your own walk with God. If you're ready for that, say, Jesus, I'm ready for a breakthrough. Come on, we need a couple intercessors right now. We need a couple intercessors right now. Somebody is going to leave this house. In fact, more than just somebody. I believe many people today are going to leave with a breakthrough that is going to revolutionize their walk with God, that is going to revolutionize everything that God has done here to date. I'm not putting down yesterday or last year or now last month. That's all good. That's all grand. But I'm talking about a fresh touch. I'm talking about a fresh miracle. I'm talking about a proof that says you are the king of Israel. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Okay, give me a few more minutes. You may be seated, please. Thank you for your response. Listen to this. A breakthrough is that moment you see it. You can feel it. You can even breathe it. You can feel better. And you begin to have renewed hope. Listen to this. Jesus did not have to raise the dead to convince Nathaniel that he was the Messiah. He didn't have to open blinded eyes. He didn't have to straighten out somebody's crooked limb. He did not have to heal cancer. He did not have to replace a broken heart. All he had to do for Nathaniel was say, I saw you. I saw you. Now the Lord is talking again. Oh, Jesus. The Lord sent me here to tell you that the Lord has seen you. He sees you. If he sees you, that means he's looking. If he sees you, that means there's something that he's looking at. And so 
when the Lord said to Nathaniel, I see you. Are, there's a precious saint of God. I believe it's a lady here today. You need to understand he sees your situation. I wonder if maybe you've been thinking the Lord doesn't see you because you don't do this or because you don't do that. But the Lord wanted me to tell you this morning, he sees you. And I hope that's okay with you. Because if he sees what you're struggling with and what you're battling, that's nine-tenths of the battle right there. If he sees it, that's all. All you need to now is say, okay, I need to plug into him so that he can do what he already intends to do so for Nathaniel, he for Nathaniel, he didn't have to open blinded eyes. He didn't have to straighten out uh, crooked limbs. Jesus did not need to walk on water for Nathaniel. Listen to me. Jesus did not have to walk on water or calm the storm for Nathaniel to believe. He didn't have to cure leprosy, straighten crooked legs or limbs for Nathaniel to to believe. Have you ever had that moment when the preacher is preaching and it seems like you're in an audience of one? It's God's message to you. There might be 50 people, 100 people, 1,000, 10,000 people there. But somehow it seems like the crowd and the choir and everything else fades into existence. And there's a light that comes down from heaven and it seems like a glory cloud is shining right upon your head and upon the area that you are standing in. And it seems like everything becomes quiet around you and you have this audience between you and the Lord Jesus Christ himself. You you are that audience of one and everyone else fades from what's going on. You can't wait to get to the altar and talk to Jesus. It's that breakthrough moment. For Nathaniel, all Jesus had to say was, I saw you by the fig tree. Have you ever talked to God about something that you never told anybody else about, but then God sends somebody to you? You see, it's that moment that God shows up. God's good at showing up. God's good at showing up. Nathaniel was feeling like a Jewish robot, doing all the right things, saying, and praise the Lord, brother, and God bless you, sister, and how are you doing this week? And Oh, I'm doing great, but inside there's questions and doubts that were eating at him. It was eating him inside out, although he had no intent to walk away from God, shaking hands uh, and with a smile on his face. Uh, uh, um, you know, yes, he was praying and doing the things like he should do, but inside uh, he was saying, I need God to show up. Uh, I, 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 as I said before, I'm never going to give up on God, and I don't believe you will either. We're committed, we're dedicated, but we still need God. Has anybody ever heard of something called the sound barrier? The sound barrier, and you see a picture of it here. The sound barrier is at 767 miles an hour. 
767 miles an hour is the sound barrier. A boom thundered and roared across the clear skies of the Mojave Desert October 14, 1947. Air Force Captain Chuck Yeager nudged an experimental rocket-powered plane faster than the speed of sound. Though only a handful of people realized at the time that an aviation record was set, the term sound barrier seemed to imply a physical wall that could not be overcome. Bullets and cannonballs have exceeded the, the, the speed of sound for hundreds of years, but the question loomed as to whether or not a plane or a man could withstand the pressures of accomplishing it. The U.S. Air Force set out to answer this question. Four rocket engines propelled the X-1, and it was built to absorb 18 times the force of gravity. Jaeger explained that his plane began to shake, and it became hard to control. In fact, this was actually test flight number seven. But he records, and I was reading about how as he reached and approached that sound barrier, his plane began to shake, and the control stick was not as movable as it was before. And uh, he, he thought maybe the aircraft was in danger, but this was test flight number seven. It was time to, to give up or shut up. Uh, so he took that throttle and he shoved it forward and, and he blasted through the sound barrier. And he was the first man uh, known to anyone that ever broke the sound barrier. That barrier seems to imply a hindrance of some sort. But what happened is when he broke that sound barrier, the plane became more responsive. And now it was no longer shaking. It was no longer shimmying. There was no danger to the plane at that moment. He, he decided to push that throttle and go for it. And as the plane accelerated to speed 700 mile per hour, Mach 1.6, it began to shake. But then after that, when he pushed that throttle, he broke that sound barrier. Now, in the meantime, by the way, since then, Research continued on supersonic flight, and in 1959, the X-15 would travel five times faster than the speed of sound. That was the plane that paved its way towards interstellar travel, going up to the moon. And so we, I say all that to say this. I may not know what it is, but God does. I may not know what your hindrance is, what your battle is, what your sound barrier is, but God does. Treading water in your walk with God can only go so long. Some of us have been treading water for a long time now. Now, you can stay afloat, but sooner or later, your arms are going to get tired. I've been there. you got to remember, I was trained when I was a teenager as a lifeguard. 
And when I when I went through the training of a lifeguard, they 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 put a, a 50 pound bag of sand around our neck, tied it around our neck, and we had to swim, and we had to stay afloat. If I remember right, it was for over an hour, treading water with a 15-pound bag, I mean a 50-pound bag of sand on your neck, telling you that you can't touch the bottom, you can't touch the sides. You have got to stay afloat for an hour. Let me tell you something. A 50-pound bag, when it gets wet uh, of sand, first of all, a 50-pound bag of sand, it, it seems like a lot heavier than that. You get that in water, and you're trying to keep your body afloat, and you're trying to keep that bag of sand from pulling you under. I want to tell you something. You start paddling. I mean, you're kicking, and you're doing everything, and when you get to that hour, Mark, you're just waiting for them to blow that whistle so you could crawl yourself out of the pool, so that you could crawl yourself out of the water, because you've been, you, you've been, ha I mean, you're done. You are like a dish rag. There's nothing left. I mean, you've been through it. You are just trying to survive. But somebody here, God wants you to get past the survival mode to the victory mode. God wants you to get past that survival mode where all you're doing is treading water to where you're going to go ahead and just swim yourself out of that pool. You're going to swim yourself out of that situation. And God is going to do that next step in your life. Brother Brown, that's where God has our church right now. We're about ready to swim out of that pool to that next level. I believe God's going to help our church to double, triple, quadruple, quadruple. I, I believe God's going to help our church to blast out this back wall and build that building we've been praying about and thinking about for so long. I believe that God is ready for us to buy the house next door so that we can add parking over there. And God willing, the house next door over here so we can add parking over there. I believe God. God wants to do it. Now, I just not realized I lost a whole bunch of you, but that's all right. If you're here today, that's because God is pushing you to a breakthrough. Amen. If our musician would come this morning, why not right now? Well, don't wait till next week or next month or even an hour or two hours from now. If God is here ready to show up and ready to give you your miracle and ready to give you your breakthrough, why not right now? Why don't you just take that throttle and shove it right into its forward position and say, I am going to break that barrier in my life. Oh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you have been bumping up against a barrier of prayer for a long time. And yes, you're praying and yes, you're trying to do it. But it just seems like when you do pray, you never really get the fruition and the fulfillment of exactly what you want when you're praying and talking to Him. And you've been praying and fasting, but somehow you keep bumping up against that invisible barrier. For some of you, it's doubt and fear. I don't know. For some of you, it's something that happened to you. Maybe you were abused as a child. But there's that barrier. You're constantly getting right up there. But then when your body begins to shake, you, when you feel the threatening of that barrier, you think it's easier to just back the throttle off a little bit rather than to push your way through. You 
See, if you say, stay sufficiently on this side of your barrier, it's not going to shake a whole lot. Are you listening to me still? If you stay sufficiently on this side of your barrier, it's going to be the same old, same old. You're going to come to church Sunday morning. You're going to high-five. You're going to shake hands. You're going to smile. You're not going away from God. You love God. You're going to keep serving Him. But you, you, I want you to understand on that side of your barrier, if you want to stay there, the Lord will let you. But by many of your testimonies here today, when I asked you as an act of faith, if you want to get past your barrier, if you need your breakthrough, I ask you to just go up one row. I would say most of you moved. That's all it was is an act of faith. Moving up one row is not going to change your life. Are you listening? Moving up one row is not going to change your life. But the faith that comes along with that action, and when you plug that into coming up here and taking your wall to the Lord, taking your hindrance to the Lord, taking your breakthrough to the Lord, that place, uh, now what you're saying is, uh, I'm ready to put the pedal to the metal. I'm ready to put this throttle down. Uh, I'm ready to get through. I'm ready, Jesus. I've got more, but if you're ready, would you stand today? If you're ready, like Nathaniel, God, talk to us. My God, talk to us. <laughs> Nathaniel, you see, buddy, I know you've been going through the motions. I know you love God with all your heart, but Nathaniel, just so you know, I saw you. I saw you under that fig tree. That was it. Nathaniel threw off all the chains. Nathaniel threw off all the hindrances. Nathaniel just pushed that, like Chuck Yeager pushed that throttle forward and said, you know what? Uh, we're going to go for broke right now. This is happening now. I, I, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen. Right now it's going to happen. I'm going to get to the altar right now. I'm going to talk to God right now. I'm going to get my victory right now. I wonder if there's anybody here with a spiritual desperation that says, God, I need you this morning. If that's you, these altars are open right now. If that's you, then why don't you go ahead and throw that, throw that throttle forward and, and engage those engines and push yourself past that shaking. Push yourself past the doubts and the fears. Uh, push yourself to a revelation. Push yourself to a greater understanding of God. Push yourself to your breakthrough. Oh, this altar ought to be full today. If you can't find a place to, to kneel down, feel free to just stand up. Or if, even if you have to find, just find a place. Find a place right now to say, Jesus, I'm here. The preacher's been talking about the breakthrough. That's what I want right now. That's what I want right now. I want the breakthrough.
now that we have several people that are up here, I'm going to ask the rest of you, if you will, and of course appropriately so, I want you to come up here and pray for somebody's breakthrough. Because God is going to use your ministry. He's going to use your talent. He's going to use your ability. He's going to take your anointing and your faith, and he's going to plug it into their faith. And at the same time that you're praying for them, God is going to touch you. Come on, somebody. Come on up. Don't wait. Find somebody to pray with. Find somebody to engage with their breakthrough and say, God, I want you to do it for them. I want you to give you their miracle. Give them their miracle. Give them their touch. Give them their, ah, my God, my God, my God, he's in this house right now. There's nothing that God can't do at this moment. There is nothing that God cannot do. The name of Jesus. Sister Deb, come on, some of you that can, please come up. Engage with somebody. Ask God to bless them. Whoever you're praying for right now, ask God to bless them. Ask God to give them their breakthrough moment. Their moment of absolute victory. God shows up. And God has shown up here today. Mr. Soundman, if you don't mind, we need you to help engage with somebody in prayer. Brother Lou, if you don't mind, would you put your guitar down and come pray with people if you would. In the name of Jesus, we need somebody to come alongside somebody else's faith, to hold somebody else's arms up in the air, to talk to God on behalf of somebody else and say, God, I see you giving them their breakthrough right now. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sister Keeper, help us pray for some people, would you please? Yes, that's it, that's it, that's it. Go ahead. You're getting there. Come on, child of God. Come on, saint. Amen. Go ahead. Push yourself to that place, that next level of prayer, that next level of anointing, that next level of ministry, that next level of walk with God. No more just playing the game. No more just shaking the hands with that painted on smile on your face, but truly having the victory, truly having peace that passes all understanding. Brother Caesar, come help us pray with some folks, would you please? Jesus. What's oh, happening right now? It's happening. It's happening right now. It's happening. God's doing it. God's doing it. He's doing it right now. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Jesus.
As an act of faith right now, I say in the name of Jesus Christ, receive your breakthrough. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive your breakthrough. some of you have already stepped back and I'm fine with that but if you want something even more than what God has already done for you then I want you to take the blessing that God has just given you and I want you to bless somebody else there's going to be something miraculous happen when you do that just find somebody else to pray with right now if you can step right back up here and say Lord I want you to touch this person I want you to minister to their need I want you to bless their heart I want you to bless their family I want you to bless their health. Take the touch, the miracle that God just gave you. Trust me on this, please. You say, well, I don't know if I can be an altar worker. It doesn't matter. Just come on up. Pray for somebody else. Talk to somebody else and say, I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. God release unto you a thousandfold blessing. The mercies of God, God's blessings are new every single day.
In the name of Jesus. For a few weeks, we taught on the two dimensions of prayer. We talked about breaking through into that spirit, that realm of praying in the spirit. I felt the Lord quicken my spirit as Pastor was closing the sermon and saying, Part of the breakthrough is going to come when we truly begin to pray in the spirit. So we need to take some time right now. We just need to pray in the Holy Ghost. And by that I mean praying in tongues. And we need to get into that dimension right now and begin to pray. And God's going to give us breakthrough. We need to just press through that barrier that sometimes just hinders us and we stop before we get where God wants us to be. We need to start praying in the Spirit right now. If you've got the gift of the Holy Ghost, you need to go ahead and activate that gift right now. Let's begin to pray. There are still people that haven't gotten their breakthroughs yet. And God is getting ready to help us get it there. In the name of Jesus, and every one of us will begin to pray in the Spirit right now. Not only are you going to get your breakthrough, but there's going to be others that get it as well. And I believe even in this city, there's going to be a breakthrough of things that, that happen. That God is going to get, help us get past those things that have, that have hindered us from, from doing all the things that God wants us to do. Lord, let's, let's just take some time and let's begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Don't let me be the only one. Come on, let's pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Salamande, Yoloboko, Yaboshia, Cate, Yolocate, Mata, No Monte, Diane, Yakioshe, Yakaye, Yakoto, Yaki, Come on and join with me if you haven't already. Come on and join with me. There's a breakthrough. Come on and lift up your voices and pray in the spirit. Pray with boldness right now. Yes, <laughs> 
said is going to bring a breakthrough. I believe we're getting ready to seal something in the spirit realm. The walls fell of Jericho when the people of God shouted. Did you hear what I said? The walls of Jericho fell when the people of God shouted. And as I was praying with some people in the altar, I felt the Lord speak to me simply and say, we're going to get to a point in this service where there's going to be a shout, and it's going to seal the breakthrough. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. We're going to shout in just a moment. And when we shout, we're going to break through. I just saw it in the Holy Ghost. I, I, you're going to break through that wall. It's going to be like breaking through a brick wall, and, and, and it's just going to explode all through, and you're going to walk right through. And I see it in the Holy Ghost that as you walk right through, the moment you get on the other side, it's going to be sealed back up so that you can't go back. Come on, somebody needs to hear that. I saw it already happen in the Holy Ghost. You're going to break through. And when you break through, there's going to be, it's going to bust out and be destroyed so that you can walk through without hindrance. And then once you get on the other side of it, it's going to be built back up so that you can't go back. So that there's no way that you need to go back. In the name of Jesus. So this is what we're getting ready to do. We're getting ready to shout. I want you to go ahead and let it build up. We're going to shout. We're going to shout hallelujah. We're going to shout it three times. And as we do it, I want you to shout with a shout of victory. Don't just shout just to be doing it, but shout from a position of victory. Shout like, like you just scored a touchdown in a championship game. Shout like you just got the great, you just won the greatest battle that you ever fought because God's getting ready to do it. Come on, let's do this. We ready to shout? Come on, are we ready to shout? We're getting ready to seal the breakthrough that God has given us. Are you ready for it? If some of you got breakthroughs, we're just going to seal it right now. Amen? We're going to count to three, and then I want you to shout hallelujah. I want you to shout it with everything that is within you. I want you to do it three times. I'm, not going to, I'm only going to count to three once, but I want you to shout hallelujah three times at the top of your lungs with everything that's within you. Are you ready? One, 
two, three. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, yes, I can do all of us, yes, God, yes, God, in the name of Jesus, yes, go ahead and praise him, go ahead, come on, some of you are already on the other side, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, yes, God, yes, we're going to do that one more time something broke but we're not quite there yet we're going to do it one more time I'm going to count to three and then we're going to shout hallelujah with everything it happened for some people but it didn't happen for everybody here we go one, two, three to just lead us in another song, whatever you feel. We're just going to worship our way in this, in the name of Jesus. Yes. 
glory, hallelujah. My soul has been redeemed, for he's a great king. He's doing great things. My soul says yes, yes, yes to the Lord. My soul says yes to the Lord. My soul says yes to the Lord. For he's a great king. Oh, 